Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schroeder and welcome to another episode of the Two Point Conversion. Oh baby, 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 how about them Tigers yesterday as LSU came back from a 17-3 deficit and then just scored, uh, went on a 42-3 run to beat the crap out of the formerly unbeaten Ole Miss Rebels, 45-20 in what was the most complete game LSU has played all year, and in years. This is one of the best games LSU's played in a long time. This is nothing like the Tennessee team. This is nothing like the team that played against Tennessee. No, that team was making stupid mistakes. This team didn't make stupid mistakes. They got beating coverages, yeah, but that's for when I talk about the defense. We're not going to talk about that first. Uh, we're going to talk about the offense first, but um, it's kind of fun. I get to rush the field because they just let people do it, so I went on the field for like 10 minutes. It was cool. I didn't really do that much. It's kind of stupid. I honestly didn't get it. Anyway, um, it, it was fun. I guess seeing the alma mater on the field was cool. Fine, that that was an experience I probably will never forget. Although if we beat Bama, <laughs> it, it won't matter because we're gonna do it again. Cause it's one thing to beat the number seven team in the nation. It's another thing to beat Bama. Cause if you beat Bama, you have a shot. To win the SEC West in a rebuilding year and knock Bama out of the playoff in a rebuilding year. Y'all, this is the craziest part about it. And let's start with this offense. Jaden Daniels looks like a damn good quarterback. They gave him a good offensive line and he played lights out football. I'm serious, he's been looking better and better every single week, ever since the Auburn game, uh, when he got injured and didn't play like the entire second half. Because uh, you look at the game against Tennessee, Tennessee, he didn't look too, too great, but he was getting better. Hey, that was his best game at LSU in terms of like decision-making. It just so happened that we were down so big that like we couldn't play the same brand of football we wanted to. But like... He was doing good in his release. I'm waiting to see what his release time was because against Tennessee, it was like 2.71 seconds was his average time from snap to release. And against Florida, it was 2.59 seconds. And like, if you don't know, you need two and a half seconds. You want it to be around that two and a half second range for snap to release because you know that's how you avoid sacks. And he looked like he was doing it. But I wasn't timing it. I'm not going to time it. That'd be weird. Um, what he did in this game was he tore through their defense. He was making good reads. He was running, stepping up in the pocket. There was a play where he realized it was broken from the start. And so he just climbed up, made sure that they didn't lose any yards. And it worked. And yeah, LSU did get sacked a few times. Three to be exact. But like... It happens, and we deal with it. LSU being down by 14 at the start of the game did not help matters. We didn't look great on offense. We missed a field goal that I didn't think we should have taken, um, which I will talk about when we talk more about special teams, but or when I talk more about special teams, excuse me. But um, it was still moving the ball. Like, it wasn't the worst. 
LSU moved the ball decently well, but when and the Rebs took the ball to start the game. So, I mean, that's how they got that advantage. LSU couldn't capitalize. They couldn't go down and score. Well, until until later in the game when things got better. Let's look at these uh, numbers here. You see LSU converted all of their fourth downs. They only converted one of them. Um, they went 6 for 11 on third, picked up 35 first downs, had 500 total yards of offense. They were clicking out there. 248 passing yards, 21 of 28 passing. It was efficient stuff. It was really efficient stuff. And it was moving the ball down the field. And it was just boom, 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 boom. First TD of the game was really, really good. Um, to Jure Jenkins, uh, you know, it was a good throw to him, but it was a little bit underthrown, so Jenkins had to adjust to it, which he did a phenomenal job of it, because there were two Ole Miss defenders around him, and so he just went right through him, just caught the ball at the two, and then waltzed right in, and it's one of those plays where it's like, okay, that's using your wide receivers. Um, Daniels, by the way, holy cow. He had 23 carries for 121 yards and 3 TDs. That is taking into account the fact that he was sacked 4 times, excuse me, not 3, 4 times for 16 yards. So if you take those out, why, he only ran the ball 19 times. And he got 137 rushing yards. The dude is a good runner. He's an incredible runner. He's an incredible... Like, he's a playmaker. He was out there making plays. By the way, Mason Taylor caught his first career touchdown as a Tiger. The first of many on a short TD throw. Um, In the... Like, it was what? First and goal from just around the one-yard line? Or third and goal? It started as a first and goal. I'm a little bit all over the place with this. I'm still trying to process the vibes of this because the vibes are immaculate. Um, yeah. And Mason Taylor, he had this long catch and run, 38 yards. LSU used their tight ends well in this game too. I'll give them that. Like, we'd been using our tight ends a lot, but we'd been using them kind of stupidly and not using enough receivers. Well, in this game, we used their receivers well. We used Kayshawn Booty well. He still hasn't really caught a touchdown, but it doesn't matter because he caught four balls for 43 yards. His long was 20. He was making good catches. There's only one play where it was like, you should have caught that. And it's even, an like, you could argue it's not one of those. There was a ball that Jaden threw to him that went just out of his outstretched arms and I think it was more of an overthrow than it was an actual like oh you didn't put enough effort into it you know how like a lot of people are I think that was the only one where there was like a little bit of a problem other than that I mean it was used pretty well they did a very good job of breaking through all of what Ole Miss was trying to do. This was a very 
good, methodical game for the LSU offense. And it was obviously their best game of the year, especially considering the caliber of opponent they were going up against. Um, 42-3. to 42-3 run, man. That's incredible. Just 28 points in the second half to Ole Miss's zero. What a... I don't even know how to put that. That's just incredible. Because Ole Miss had found their mojo on offense in the second half, and uh, maybe that was because they were playing bad teams. Oh, that could easily be it. So, yeah. I really, really don't know what to say about this offense except the fact that it is clicking. It's doing the right things. They're doing the right stuff. This is the kind of LSU offense we've been looking for. And Jaden Daniels is doing a damn good job of quarterbacking it. This is the Jaden Daniels that everyone was looking at when he was like a freshman at Arizona State. He is clearly a better quarterback than everyone had seen. And that's because Arizona State had ruined him. Just not giving him the right things. Really should sum up the Herm Edwards uh, tenure in uh, Tempe. That they failed to develop this guy into being what he is now. And now you're looking at a guy who, yeah, he's not around next year because he's probably a draft pick. I'm not saying he's a high draft pick, but, you know, he is a draft pick. Special teams. Huh. They made a f- they made all their extra points. I mean, the punt coverage was good. They didn't muff any punts. The only thing that was a real problem was this missed field goal, which... Like, at this point, I don't know what the heck's going on there. I really don't know why the heck we're going to try those kinds of field goals, because it's on the far hash mark, and Ramos just has not shown that he's very good at hooking those. If you're putting them on the far hash mark, and especially on, like, yeah, like, I'm noticing on the far right hash mark he does this, but he does this on either one of them. It's hard for him to hook those to get them through the uprights. So I honestly wouldn't even try those. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, unless you absolutely have to, you would avoid doing those. Just because he's shown that it's very difficult for him to do it. I mean, he did it in practice. He's done it in practice every single time. Excuse me. So why? Why do you keep having him do it? It's not working. Man, Brian Polian making good decisions. Why Why can't he do it? Why? Why can't Brian Polian just be good? Oh, well. Let's talk about that defense. That defense did a good job. It did a very good job, in fact. Um, you know. They made sure that the, uh, what am I thinking of? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, the problem was that LSU's defense, they gave up some pretty big passes to start the game. They gave up some, like, long passes to start the game. Running-wise, that was the thing I was worried about. I was actually, I was far more worried, for obvious reasons, coming off a 450-yard rushing uh, performance. You kind of expect it to be bad. Um... Just worried, especially after what LSU had done against uh, Florida. I thought we were going to give up a ton of rushing yards. 
We didn't. 142 on 34, and again, I am taking out all of the sacks. LSU just didn't allow too many long runs. Like, I was trying to find how many runs they had, and I saw a tweet. It was like only a handful of 10-plus yard runs. LSU was stuffing Ole Miss in the run game. Like, they were preventing them from getting the long chunk runs of like, you know, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. No. They they would get like 6-yard runs or 7-yard runs. They'd also get stuffed at the line or they'd get 1 or 2 yards. Like, there was a 4th down conversion that they had or a 3rd down conversion where it was close at the line. It was very close and they gave it to him. But you could look at the replay and be like, mm, that's very close. And it was. But yeah, just, I'm trying to think of words for it. Uh, I will say, not helpful was Malik Heath having eight receptions for 145 yards. Or Quinshin Judkins having 25 uh rushes for 111 yards and two touchdowns though his long was 18 so like it could have been worse I am sorry there's just so much I have to think about and all that but defense made a crucial play in this game a very crucial play. That was the interception. That was the game-changing moment of the game. Um, Because when Fouché one-handed that ball, and by the way, just an incredible catch, on an underthrown ball thanks to some good, good pressure, um, it really changed the dynamics of the game because Ole Miss was driving. They were about to score. and then And then they didn't. LSU got the ball back, took that, actually used that to, if I recall correctly, and I do. Um, yeah. Why the heck does it say downs here? Yeah, turned that into a touchdown. And a long touchdown drive at that. Um, it really just flipped it over and it was like, oh. Ole Miss has absolutely no chance. Or not no chance, but it's like, LSU's got this game in their grasp. By the way, I forgot to mention this. The final touchdown drive for LSU was an offensive masterclass of, we're going to murder this clock. We're going to smother this clock. You're not going to touch this ball again. Not with any chance of winning this game. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Uh, Harold Perkins, by the way, defensively, he's still a monster. Like, he is a stud. Um, he is so good. He is so fast. He is amazing at diagnosing things. The pressure in this game was just exactly what LSU needed. It was messing them up. LSU's defense looked so good in this game. And this finally was the challenge that Ole Miss needed. To show whether they were as good as their record said. Because 
for a team that is 7-0, or that was 7-0, Ole Miss really hadn't been that challenged. Their best uh, challenge was against a Kentucky team, and Kentucky, like, Will Levis got injured in that game. So, like, it wasn't the best Kentucky. It was a little bit less good. Um, yeah. And by the way, I thought for some reason that Kentucky and, I'm sorry, that Tennessee played uh, Georgia next week. No, they play Kentucky next week. Be interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, Ole Miss really hadn't been super-duper challenged. And one thing they were super-duper challenged with doing was, until recently, scoring second-half points. They scored zero in this game. They scored zero. That's what killed them. They couldn't put up anything in the second half. That's not going to win you games. It just really isn't. So, um, yeah. So I really don't have much more to say. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Two Point Conversion. If you enjoyed this one, I'd share it with some other people. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, the uh, links to, I'm sorry, the usernames are in the description below. There will be an episode of Gold to Go coming out on Thursday. And then Two Point Conversion is coming out on, uh, you know, Saturday, sorry, Sunday and Monday, as per the usual, we're back to the normal schedule. But then, actually, no, there won't. No, there won't. There won't be one coming out on a Sunday, because LSU was on bye this week. Thank God I get to have a little bit of a rest. So, yeah. Until next time, I've been Ben Schluter. This has been the Two Point Conversion. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your week, and until next time... Bye-bye.